Welcome to Bards of New York, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We want to thank you so much for your support and for downloading this podcast. And if you like it, if you could tell a friend, that would help us out immensely. Thank you so much, and we love you. All right, now to start the show. Hello, 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 great grand. Uh, welcome back, my friends, to what the heck is going on there? Your forehead. Oh, hold on. It's okay. Let's have a good time. Let's have a good time. What is happening? Let featuring. We're having a good time. Yeah. We're editing live. Uh, hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Bards of New York. Hope it's been a lovely week for you guys. Um, some good stuff. Some good stuff in all angles. Uh, nothing much to say on our end here other than the classics, unless I'm wrong. And if, if speak now or forever hold your peace. Uh, in which case, please jump on our Discord. We've been chatting there for, over the week. Um, so just a, a nice hangout hub, bards related and otherwise. And all the important updates are coming through there. Um, and other than that, thanks again to Palabags for the layout and to our inimitable Vix Draws of Top Down Tabletop for our fabulous character art still cycling below. And I think without further ado, we're gonna jump in. Because we have some catching up to do. If we recall, last session our dear Kyle was out. And you'll see there's a space next to Kyle that is also missing as Hannah's out today. So it's gonna be a, a, a relaxed session. Perhaps, if we're lucky, this realm's first divine shopping session. But before we get to any of that, uh, Cycle of Tarot is starting again after the, uh, the death which panned through the whole uh, the whole fight with with the flame given form. So we're gonna start now since Kyle pulled death last time. Drew. Tarot is all yours. Watch me pull death. No, did you do you take out the cards? I take them out okay. every time. Okay. The cycle must continue. Temperance. Ooh. Temperance! We've temperance. We pulled this one before. No, we, we haven't. Because he takes them out. I, we have pulled in order the devil, king of cups, high priestess, wheel of fortune, death, and now Oh, we're really... It's not happening. It's, yeah. Cassandra's not showing up. That's fine. Temperance. It's not helping. Uh, yeah. Balance. <clears throat> Gentle medium. Uh, the staying of an otherwise unsteadied hand. And temperance is what guides us today, of all days, as we get into the thick of it. So, what is more helpful to you, Kyle? Would you rather do your leveling up before the summary, or the summary into the level up? Summary into level up. Summary into level up. Because I also do want to. <laughs> do want to be to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, let me just mark down what we've got. Perfect, amazing. Uh, and I'm all ready for notes today. So, last episode uh, here in, in Regulus Prime, and Drew, feel free to chime in if I miss anything. But basically, we began back in that strange scorched valley. Uh, where you fought the flame given form with the first snowfall for falling from its ash, really. And the pair of you went back, I believe, to Helifen, right? Uh, basically, you were all there, and you, the th three of you then went to sort of speed travel to, to Godspeed back to Helifen. And when they arrived at Helifen, you weren't there uh, because you were talking to 
you both visited and had a visitation by your direct superior. Uh, and we can talk about that perhaps at a later date, but still, neither here nor there. Uh, right, so you, you went that way. We had our two gods here visiting Helithan and basically making themselves known. Because there were a group of people who were watching the snowfall as the clouds started to pass down over Helithan and um, watched the two gods arrived. And Ishtava spoke to the both of them and basically said, We are Ishtava and Nev Nevrik. We have quelled the flame given form and brought salvation to your, your people and your little village here. Um, and essentially, you met up with their leaders, uh, the two, these two twins in Elven age couldn't be more than like. They look sort of 13, 14, they look very young. Got it. Um, these twins, uh, Polara and Castorel, and uh, Polara had a very direct <laughs> interaction with... Is that a playoff of uh, you know, Castor and Polara? You absolutely know it, yes. All right. Um, Ishtava met with, with Respect. Polara and basically blessed her with this circlet made of like god sleep and elemental energy around her head, this sort of new silvery crown. And as Ish uh, Polara was sort of weeping at the grandeur of this, uh, was instructed to like revere these two gods and uh, spread the word and hold this city up in honor of the two of them as they, the, the two gods had protected the city and would continue to do so in some way, shape or form. And she seemed very emotional about that. Castorel, Nevrik met with after Nevrik inscribed a sigil on the gates of this village of a phoenix, flaming phoenix, which is what <laughs> Ishtava summoned uh, to, make a, to make an entrance, basically. Uh, and that seemed to enchant the walls of the village somehow. You then met with Castorel and essentially told him that given that Castrel seemed to have some kind of magical ability that you would be willing to lend your guidance should he continue to spread the word. He seemed sort of incredibly unsettled and, and nervous, uh, but he acquiesced, sort of assented, and then summoned his deer mount and rode up north, uh, whereas a lot of other people were riding south to uh, back to, to Heart of God to sort of converse. Got it. At the end of all this, the pair of you went and uh, used the world beacon to travel back up to the hearth and managed to influence it for the first time so that the passage of time would only be about 30 years. Hmm. And uh, you gained a certain amount of ether from all this. Drew, do you have to have the ether total? I didn't write this down <clears> last <throat> time. 300. 300, great. So all three of you have 300 ether, 300 motes of each. ether. Each, damn. Plus whatever you had before. 25. Yeah, there you go. I have thread 25. So well, we added 25, we start off with 50. You should be at 375, basically. Yeah. 375. <laughs> the only one whose number should be different is Woody's, because Woody didn't start right, 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 right. The, same, the same way. I keep track very nice. So, uh, that's the summary. Did I miss anything? Did that feel... feel... That was, I think that was everything we did. Great. Yeah. Any questions so far, Kyle? No, uh, it seems as though we've one hundred percent disobeyed. Oh, so did I? Did I? We did stop and speak to Kirahan. Right. Oh, you did do that. And yes. We spoke about the uh, the the eyeball that. Uh, um, yeah, because I for totally forgot that you went to, you went back to Kirahan first. first. Yeah. Uh, and you, they spoke because Ishtava had encapsulated, crystallized the 
gemstone eye of the yes. thing in her magic. And he seemed very intrigued by that. He really wants you guys to sort of push into research about that, or at the mm-hmm. very least, if you do so, he wants to know about it. Yeah. He seemed quite quite covetous of it. Um, but otherwise, was pleased to see you, pleased to hear what was going on. Uh, he's effectively passed on leadership to Uvaran, or was in the process of doing so, and it was that's where you left him, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah. Great. So, leveling up. Yes. First of all, roll your hit points. Right, sir. We re-roll ones in this house. We don't fuck with that. Cool. And I will get my notes up on this. Basically, we're going to be... Uh... Oh, yeah. I forgot. I rolled a 10. You rolled a 10? Yeah. <laughs> okay. For him Max hit points. I did the same thing. I max, fuck yes. I mean, I so, so, it's so that's 15. We talked a bit about epic leveling, and if you want to rewatch any parts of that episode at some point... Rewatch the beginning of it just because we were talking about expectations and changing. And mm-hmm. um, I said this to both uh, Hannah and Drew last time. It applies to you as well. As we go along, if the subclass that we have needs to change because there are subclass feet improvements going on here, I'm very happy to tweak and change subclasses. Uh, like we tweaked something with with Drew's last week. We tweaked Hannah's class because she her fire resistance was n- not a thing. Got it. So we gave I gave her. Fire resistance is a base part of the class, and then when she uses her ability, it turns into an immunity. And I basically said we can upgrade that even further as we go. Yeah. So yeah, the subclasses, and the ones we've homebrewed at the very least, are very, very mutable. Because we'll need to craft some things. And I'm very open to a lot of uh, player suggestion on leveling up, because these are gods, after all. But I do have a framework. So first of all, your proficiency bonus increases to seven. Uh, you have four attack actions a turn right now, right? Yes. Okay, great. That's going to stay that way for a long time. Yeah, um, But what you get now is an improved fighting style. So what's your uh, the fighting style that you have? I might want to change it. I have it at as uh, thrown weapon fighting. Um, okay. But I might want to tweak that to a different one. Uh, well, what were you thinking? Are you thinking great weapon fighting? Because if you're going to change it, this is a perfect time to do so, given that this is when you're getting the improved version anyway. So I'm really comfortable with that. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Let me pull up just so that I'm... Yeah, absolutely. And chat, if you have any thoughts about potential... uh, Oh, and also the Tasha's uh, guide added some... Yes. Fuck. Uh, if you ever have any uh, thoughts about Tinder. things that would make great, like epic level leveling, uh, feel tasty to you guys, definitely throw them in chat right now. But also, it's a great reason to join Discord because that's all we talk about is stuff like that there. So, what I have for optional op- fighting style options here, uh, that's not to say there aren't others, but I've got archery, blind fighting, defense, dueling, great weapon fighting, interception, protection, two weapon fighting. Superior technique, thrown weapon fighting, and unarmed fighting. Hmm. Superior technique is exclusive to the Battlemaster subclass, I think, but okay. still. I'm trying to find. I usually just like have it in my brain, but it's been a while. What? What? You have sort of either been one-handing things or using. 
Be fun sometimes. But you've been either one-handing things or doing the big ones. Yeah. You did the hammer last time during the, the big war hammer. Mm-hmm. It would make... I guess it would make sense to do the great weapon fighting because it, it does actually help a lot. Um, but I do have to be... Cool. Yeah, at least for now, I'll switch to the great weapon fighting. To great weapon fighting? Cool. Um... Great. So, uh, basically, when you the improved version is when you roll a one or two on a damage die that you make with a melee weapon you're holding uh, with two hands, you can re-roll it. And you must use the new roll even if it's one or two. Um, and that the is damage the bonus thing already. Hmm? Isn't that what it is already? The damage bonus from your ability score is doubled for this weapon. Mm. But I meant the other thing. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. is. It's it's still been on that's, one two. That's what it is. It just you get better. You, so if it's a plus like nine to damage, mm-hmm. it's now a plus eighteen to damage. And of course, it has to be either a two-handed or a versatile weapon for you to do wait, so. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I just want to be clear. So it's so the the added damage is based off of multiplying. Uh, it's strength. so what you're doubling is it, yeah. So basically, when you make a the damage roll for this weapon, yes. treat your strength score as. Twice. Twice what it is, and then and then, and then add the plus three. Yes, yeah. got it. Cool. So, so that, that should be a considerable damage yeah, bonus, right? It's gonna, <laughs> yeah. gonna make my damage bonus stupid. Twenty-one. Yeah. So so the lowest damage you're ever doing is twenty-two. Ever, assuming it's a great weapon that you're using. Ah. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't think we mince. Uh, we mince words. I don't think we mince words or have a short sword. <laughs> Great. So that's your bonus for now. Next level, uh, as with most people here, next level you're getting your improved uh, a next another subclass feature. Got it. And we can absolutely brainstorm what that's going to be, but I don't think we have to worry about that yet. Cool. Uh, all set. Ready to rock. Ready to roll. Yeah. Let's fuck it. Perfect. So. With that out of the way, we can now pan the camera back down straight into the half that hovers above the world of Regulus Prime. And as we arrive with your consciousnesses sort of glowing and bleeding back into place and snapping into one form in that beautiful basin-like room of the world beacon with the dais in the center and that light from the crystal shimmering above you, you appear. In this echoing room. Um, I will say, as you condense, a third sort of almost prismatic beam of light sort of shimmers and glitters next to you, almost in a triad, but then it pulses and continues up through the roof of the room. But the pair of you are now in the, in the world beacon. And did we, I'm oh, sorry, I, <clears throat> did we experience the effects of a long rest? Yes, you certainly did. Cool. Okay. Certainly did. And it, it, regardless, there are other times, like, I'm sure you could choose to take a like human long rest while you're realm walking, yes. but you, or every time you travel back to the half, Dope. time passes, yes. you get a long rest, and it's whether, you know, what we sort of landed on and, and what happened last time is that you each, or one of you or each of you will roll as you go through the, the world beacon to basically determine its speed 
and how quickly you're able to return to the hearth. It's always going to be a certain margin of years. Damn. Cool. Um, I think actually it's it's a... One of you rolled a check, and then it was Drew. I think you rolled a d10, yeah. right? And that was sort of how you were able... You are able to basically narrow the margin of years. Like, is it years? Is it decades? Is it, and uh, decades was, was arrived upon, and a three was rolled, so it was 30 years. Okay. Not too bad. So you're, you're rested up. Absolutely rested up. As you appear. <coughs> Excuse me. Other than the pair of you alone in the world beacon. And the hearth is yours. you want to do did i mean <clears throat> sorry is this the first time i'm like we separated they did a they, lot yeah <laughs> and then this is the first time I'm this seeing is the first them. time you're seeing them it almost looks like you have both came from your separate places and arrived together not quite by happenstance but as if like the ley lines of time lined up correctly to place you here at the same time how was it Eventful. Well, meaning? The, uh, the town we passed on the way to the flame-given form. Yes, with the young one. Right, we paid a visit. It was, it was eventful. We have followers now. Ah. looks around <laughs> expecting people to be trailing behind yeah. I'm dull <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, I feel as though that's I don't know if that's going to go over very well but at this point it's always inter- interesting to try something new that's fair and if Aldwin gets mad all the better for me. What is your goal now? Well, we'll see how... We'll see what happens. It's kind of an experiment, you know? See what happens what, with these new followers, what their devotion does for us. Hmm. What are you... No, please. I was just gonna say, what are you doing right now? But perhaps... Oh, oh, right. <laughs> what are we doing? In a more oh, immediate it's, sense. Uh, I think it's time to. Where is Ishtava? I'm not sure. Did they not come back with you? They did. At least I thought. It does so. not seem that. They did. Point. Can I do a check for them? You can roll a, yeah, just a base, I would say base wisdom check. That's saving throw? No, just check. Oh, just, just base wisdom. Just wisdom. Yeah, perfect. Uh, you could probably safely assume, just from the, the general, like the ping, the sensing of energy, that that third thread of prismatic light that shimmered past you was almost certainly Ishtava traveling to a diff- using the world beacon basically to sling herself to some different portion of the hearth. <clears throat> okay. 
Right. I sense her. She's here somewhere. Or them. Excuse me. Uh, they're here somewhere. They were dressed like an old woman the last time I saw them, so that's fair. There's a little prickling of light from the hexagonal ridging on the ceiling of this room that sort of pulses and shimmers till these little shafts of golden light are trickling down from the ceiling almost like liquid that evaporates before it reaches a third of the way down the room as this voice echoes almost more within both of you as opposed to out loud. Children. I would speak with you, children, in Starkeep. Do not tarry. And the light fades. Mother's calling. Mm-hmm. What? So this, I, I know that we said that we might think about it. <clears throat> what did I do in the interim? We you, didn't talk about this at all. You spoke with your... Uh, your direct superior. Right. Uh, and that... That's... that's Whatever that means for you... Got it. We can discuss, but okay. whatever whatever you have landed on and your gut instinct in me telling you that is what you should follow. Cool. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so the light fades away back, bleeds into the hexagons and is gone. Well, she said not to tarry, so... Neverick puts his hand out to touch, to like touch yeah. the wall and yeah. summon your rune. Are you sure she was talking to us? Sorry, that was my attempt at a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the Spock thing. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's great. It's great. Uh, Considering we we heard it in our in our minds. It's true. Do you understand? I do. Is my explaining of the joke making it more or less humorous? I think more. Interesting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, of, the, of these two people who basically function as the, the different sides of a coin, right? The emotion and the lack thereof. Or the dissonance there within. Uh, it's just a fabulous thing to watch. <laughs> so you each touch your rune. Are you both heading to Starkeep, or are you heading somewhere else? Nothing. <laughs> Opposite direction. Starkeep. No, I'm going we're... back down. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking jumps off it's ledge like, and just goes. It's double bird. Like, <laughs> let's both belly flop at the same time. Three, two, one, and one of them goes in. And you're just like psyched. <laughs> Have fun talking to mom. Get wrecked, sunburn looking ass. Like, uh, yeah, no, yeah. you just touch up the rune. <laughs> you're, you're, you're summoning a rune, you're enveloped in lightning again. You stretch as your consciousness bleeds and bends and warps and travels through light before. Snap! You're back in that really beautifully designed, almost round table room with all those stone, crude chairs around in a circle, that window, windowed wall curving over the whole thing, and that table full of magnetic materia in the middle. And it's above that table that you unavoidably can see the source of light shimmering through the room. It is La herself, um, with all of her backwards bending limbs, her legs crossed in opposite ways. So where the knees should be on the outside of you sit crisscross applesauce, the knees buckle on the inside as if pointing towards each other, as the feet then dash outwards in the other direction. Um, it's, it's an odd sight. Uh, 
arms are sort of resting on those knees, almost in a, in a lotus bowl shape. Uh, and she's floating a good, I would say, four or five feet above the central table. Uh, again, radiant light coating her whole being. Not exactly wearing clothes, but not exactly exposed in any way either. Just this wreathing mass of rivulets of light and energy. Uh, the lower half of the face having these strange, angular, long facial features with the upper half bleeding into pure liquid light as it is. Uh, she sits there, just floating. And other than her, there is no one else in the room. Children. Did you intend to do what you did? What, considering our eventful trip, you're going to have to be more specific, please. The legs sort of become liquid and jointless before reforming beneath her as she barely, her sort of foot appendages barely brush the surface of that tablet. She drops her arms. Did you mean to usurp my work? To mimic it? Or is it flattery? It is always flattering to honor you and do the work that you started. Indeed. You bring power back. It is true. I can feel word and song coursing through these very walls. Honor is one, but creation of divinity is another. I feel that which was not there before, and it ripples at your arrival. What did you make? I look we... at you. <laughs> the two of us didn't make anything. <clears throat> You did not plant a seed beyond the boundaries of the realms. It would seem that you did, children. Well, you know more about it than I do. Hardly so. As she, like, flickers for a moment and just is <laughs> at you, like hovering over you, this 15, 20 foot thing. <laughs> I disagree. It is beyond the reach of my will. You placed it there. One of you. Where is the third? And La tilts her chin up for a moment. She is home. Where I cannot reach her either. So the responsibility falls on you. You set a flame somewhere, a light, a kindling I can feel. As she snaps back, now past the table, sitting on her larger seat in the back. I am quite at a loss, but if anything, I would say we extinguished a flame. But I don't know if you were speaking metaphorically. Hardly. 
then yes, I do believe we extinguished said flame. A spark of godhood burns in the woods beyond my grasp. I can smell the forest on you. I ask again, do you mock me or do you flatter me? What did you guys do? I now understand. You guys gave her, is the crown? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) There wasn't much thought in... Why? We did what we did. In honor of you. Of what do you speak? You speak of Helithan? Of Kirahan's godlings singing your names? No. That bothers me not. I can feel... She tilts her chin up again and the lights that form her sort of pulse and ripple and shudder. I can feel their calls. Praise gifted to you, tithes to your mother, and from your mother to me. Of them I do not care. It is the forest beyond my reach that I question you upon. A large forest with seemingly in another dimension than where we are on from Regulus. Correct. Does the truth-telling begin now? If so, proceed. There has been no lying. You've been mm-hmm. quite ambiguous. Very vague. We... I'm trying to put my finger on what specifically there, you're talking about. There was about. a fire in the in the woods outside of one of the mortals' dwellings, near the heart of God, but not quite so close. And we were sent to investigate it because none of them were able to approach it. We then fought a Inconsol- an inconsolable fire incarnation. There were there was a moment where we were no longer in the material plane. We defeated said flame incarnation. Hmm. We left nothing there. At least I don't believe we did. We simply came back. Most scintillating. She sort of drifts a little above the seat now. If it was not sparked by you yourselves, something prickles there something sparking with the light of our divine beings where it once did not. As it was you who first set this in motion, whether you meant to, or as it would seem, not, it would behoove you 
as a favour to your dear mother, and mother of all things which are good, to seek the root of this some season. Do not let the flame go unchecked. Such a star should be brought into our great constellation or blanketed once and for all. That is all I have need of you, children. Do you wish anything of me before I return to gaze upon creation? No. <laughs> Be at peace, children. May light guide your path. And she again snaps, but this time only to above the, the hexagonal table in the center. Again, her feet melt and drift beneath her as she lets them touch and graze, just barely graze the surface of the table and all those magnetic materials sort of ripple and pulsate at her touch as this column of light wreathes her on the table and she dissipates upwards. Leaving Starkeep empty and only the sounds of solar wind and comets gl glancing by the windows to accompany you. Never glitz out his held breath. <laughs> You'll ask a shot of him. <laughs> Great. Great. <laughs> Unin does not breathe. <laughs> Floor is yours, guys. Where do you want to go? I mean, we can table talk it for a second. Yeah. I, I think the there's very little that I can think that Unin actively has on his like to do list. I, you know, yeah, he's very much like, you know, help if there is a if, list if there things. is a goal specific, like essentially his next thing that he wants to do is go back to Regulus and look into the uh, western right. ocean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep, yep, yep. That's the only thing that really matters, but okay. is not going to go without friends. After fighting the flame given form, mm -hmm. Neverick realizes that walking around shirtless is damn near useless to uh, <laughs> staying alive. So, staying alive. I think Neverick needs to take a trip to the Sunforge. Hmm. <clears throat> May I accompany you? I've never been there. I haven't either. Hmm. Okay. Down to the Sunforge? Absolutely. Down to the Sun, down to the Sun, down to the Sunforge. Dun, dun, Okay. Down to the Sun, So you each press your little... Press one of the hexagons on the lower parts of the walls. Or no, in here it's your, your seats. Right, you go back to your yeah. specific throne, you press your hand on it, the sigil already there lights up, and again, your consciousness spaghettifies and stretches and whirling with light, you spiral downwards uh, until, clink, you reform in place, the two of you, in this absolutely beautiful, peaceful area. Let me just make sure I have what I need in front of me here. Uh, but as you reforge, 
Uh, where am I? Please oh, that was wrong folder. Uh, here we go. <clears throat> Perfect. Uh, as you reform, you come into being and you are not on the ground. You are both somewhere in the air of this gorgeous space and you drift now slowly downwards. And in this space, it's the most beautiful eye level in the air. It's the most beautiful blue sky. It's perfect, clear day. And below you is a field of rolling like wheat and green grass. So it's this green and yellow, like fertile land all the way around. Gentle breeze blowing through and warm summer air. And in the center of this area, that spans, it's a disc almost, about 600 meters in uh, diameter, so about 300 meters in radius, uh, the, of this beautiful pure white marble with steps sort of sloping up from one edge of the edge of it to the center. And that's it, you're drifting down towards the bottom of the steps from, I might add, this sky of like daytime constellations. It looks as if the daytime clear blue cloudless sky was ringed with golden stars. Like tiny, tiny far off suns everywhere that you can see prickling gold in the air. But, you know, in the illusion of perfect daytime. And this huge marble disc is ringed with like, where you sometimes see those black gray rivulets in marble, it's all gold, the shimmering gold. And all of these rivulets, as regular as they are, bleed from the central spot, dead in the center of this area, all bleeding into this single, beautiful anvil of shimmering, pure gold. And gleaming from within it is a sphere, almost inset of what's something like molten, like lava or metal, liquid metal, that bleeds out to the sides of the anvil, vertically, or horizontally rather, but then disappears. And standing at the forge, just sort of like hands held on the edge of the anvil, is uh, the white armor-clad being that you recognize as Damiino. And as you guys float and drift down to gently boom, touch on the stairs at the base of this marble disc, looks down towards the pyramid, raises his, one of his hands, Greetings, friends. Uh, nice to see you. Come, please. He stands back at him. Begins a rest. I was not expecting you. What do I owe the the pleasure? Uh, I remember you told us you could make things. Certainly. Well, I've come to realize. I'm more vulnerable than I thought I was. <laughs> <clears throat> nice humility check for myself. Don't worry, you know, funnily enough, it wasn't that long ago that your mum came in and asked me the same thing. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you guys... Not worth talking about. Please. I was hoping to... Retrieve some sort of armor. Armor? For you yourself? Yes. Okay. Uh, what would you like it to mean? 
question. He sort of like comes to me. round the anvil <laughs> to, to the front where you guys walked up and sort of sits and rests back on it a little bit. Yeah. I can't, you know, I'm not like the the coastal folk that I can see down there. They can strap bits of what they need together. You know, that's sort of what they, they do. Uh, but when I make something, it it's not like that. It's like I have to tell the forces around us what shape they need to take and why. So what does it mean? What would you like this armor, this clothing to mean? Do you need anything, mate? You look a bit, um... I, I, just bear. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just full-on Dr. Manhattan. Unan, tripod god of four. That's right. Oh! of us have chosen to take forms and that represent certain things and, and, and bear trappings that in turn represent what we what we choose to evoke and well you you seem to have chosen a different way of doing things but if you want if there's anything you need or any ideas you'd like solidified you know out in the world hmm. I don't know. You don't have to, you know, it's but again I'm I'm not I'm not like them. You haven't you haven't asked me before to make anything so you wouldn't know, but uh, you can ask, you know, Kirahan. I helped him I helped him craft what it meant to remember. So it's, it's not just, it's not just strict things, it's, is what it is, but I, it's not like I can pull it from, th anyway, anyway, beside the point. What does your armor mean? What does my armor mean? My armor means to those who look upon it and to remind myself that even if everything around you seems pitch dark, it only looks that way because you have felt the grace of light. And for me, it allows me to find my way to make light for myself. It's beautiful. It's just the truth, beauty or otherwise. Another way to put it, I suppose, what truth would you like your armor to tell? No. 
Still trying to work that out. Still trying to work that out. Perhaps that is... Perhaps that is, in and of itself, the answer. An armor that means understanding. that means to seek an answer. I can work with that. All right. I can work with something like that. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, I can do that. And you see like a spark in him. It comes around the back of the, the anvil. And again, just sort of whipping out from this little sort of strand of orangey golden light that hangs by his belt he whips it out and it coalesces into a, a fairly sizable hammer like a, a, a large war hammer that he's sort of just wielding with one hand out of light okay you have ether I assume I do you, I mean you we, uh, we are ether but if you have concentrated ether or if you can concentrate it I can take that and forge it but for something like this I might need something else if you, I, if it's your ether, I can forge it, and it will it will respond to you and and connect to your meaning. But if the the deeper you want me to go with this, the more myth you want me to weave into this, I could. There are other components I can compile into ether itself, such as. Well, for some kind of enchanted garment like this or or mythical garment for war it's usually one of the right okay it depends for a fairly standard but deeper connection I would need the essence of magic either found in the moment that someone casts a spell or pulled from the realm of magic itself and for a deeper the deepest I can reach I would need some piece or fragment of one of Regulus's guardians a scale a horn, a tooth, hide a swatch of skin or something and that's not to say I need either of these things, but they would improve my work. Let's make a quick stop to each stop as a crib for a second. I mean, I ask Chrono a question. <laughs> you distract did you, did you say? Did you say it out loud? No, sorry, I was, that was no. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. Uh, no, because only we know about. Yeah, no, I can't. Can't have people invading each other's home because I said some shit. Um, it's up to you. And also, I can make this for you. And then, if you bring me back items like this, I can improve it further from there. Okay. And the same same applies to these. Uh, if you were making weaponry or tools for yourself for a deeper connection, I would require, you know, modicums more of ether. And for a tool. 
a middling connection would require a piece of one of the peaks in the north. And for a deeper connection further, if I understand right, there are beings in the south who walk and talk. They are of Kirahan's people and they carry with them a third eye. For the deepest connection with a tool, I would need one of those. The, the eyes? The third eye of these beings, yes. This is not something I myself decide upon, but it is what I can feel. Okay. Well, that can be dealt with later. Indeed. Do. I'm just... The base you know. of what we can do now, and I'll see what I can retrieve. Of course. Great, yeah, I can, I can do this. Armor that. Still figuring it out. Yeah, I can do this. What would you like it to look like? Something. Something that. <laughs> something flash. No. Uh, <laughs> Raul Spaz's mirror suit. <laughs> Leap of faith. <laughs> Give it some pizzazz. Um. Something that channels the elements and is one with the elements, if that makes sense. Channels the elements. But evokes emotion as well. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. He walks back around the other side of the anvil, he has the, his hammer in hand. Place your palm on the front side of the anvil. The Sunforge requires your input. Now, of concentrated motes of ether, this will take about 300 motes worth. Do you accept? Accept. Then all you need to do is channel your energy and thought. The same thoughts you told me as you relay your energy into the Sunforge. I'll do the rest of the work. Okay. Whenever you're ready. He does so. Okay. You think of this armor that still in and of itself is figuring it out, channeling the emotions as of emotion and element. And as you think of this, you see like little motes, almost like firefly motes of blue light start to prickle around yourself. And they sort of flicker and grow more and more and more, almost like this column of blue firefly light around you until it solidifies into a single column of like wispy blue light that then swirls and focuses around your arm, pulsing through it into the Sunforge. And that the, the molten liquid and the band that trails across it flashes blue for a moment before mixing this blue and orangey color and as it does so, Damino smiles. He places his hand on the forge and raises the hammer up. And as he raises it just above himself at like 12 o'clock, the constellations all glow bright burning gold and connect, right? You can see the constellation lines and as all the constellations connect to each other, a final beam of golden starlight peels down from this clear blue sky into the hammer. The 
glows pure, bright golden as these golden cracks in Dami Eno's alabaster arm begin to appear and bleed down. And as this heat becomes almost unbearable to look at, he slams the hammer down on the anvil, sending this pulse of like fire and sun flame and heat all through the area. The grain briefly like burns and flows backwards before smoking away and lighting itself again, writing itself again rather. And as this wave of flame scorches the area, it sort of hits you differently. Neverick, it, it smacks into you and it feels blistering hot for a second before cooling into a perfect warmth as it swirls around you into this mantle, almost. You can feel that heat billow off your back and around your arms and then sort of prickle all over your body, your torso and legs. And as it cools off, it flashes once more in blue, that wispy ether blue, and solidifies into this full body garment. And I can describe it basically as the shoulders and almost like this collar piece are made out of like this beautiful obsidian stone. It's not quite all obsidian, but it's like obsidian set into the rock that you mine it out of, right? Mm -hmm. Your torso up to your sleeves and down peeling off at the knees is basically like a chainmail robe almost, but the chain links are these swirling rivulets of, like, gentle flame. And billowing down from the back is this cloak that looks, from a glance, like it's this beautiful dark blue velvet, but it's a wave of roiling dark water blowing in the wind. That's... I... <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought we were gonna have to go on like a scavenger hunt of the things that you listed. Yeah, you totally could. You don't have we, to right now. Can. Make the items. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I was kind of just like, and it started happening. I was like, wait, did, am I confused? What's happening now? <laughs> right. We haven't done this. No, I'm, I'm Amazing. not. CD Project Red. I'm not going to make you go on a fetch quest to, to start another fetch quest. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, CD Project Red. Coming after you. Yourself. Um, uh, Give me more Keanu. <laughs> you can name this raiment whatever you would like to. Whatever it means most to you. It's like when you cast, when you craft something in Dragon Age, right? Yeah. You, can, you can give it a name. Um, uh, before then, we can call it the the Bindings of Passion. Alright. Uh, until Trappings you come up of Passion. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And what it does, at its base level now, uh, your armor class is 8 plus proficiency bonus plus intelligence modifier. 8 plus 7. Damn. Plus intelligence. Did you mm -hmm. go It's like a souped-up version of mage armor, basically. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. That's constant. Should be something in the region of, like, 20. Right, 8 plus 7 plus... My proficiency bonus is 6. Is it really? Yeah. 
So um, that means did three we, plus six plus five is did mine 19. Only, 19 yeah. did, is mine the only one that That's what I'm about seven? to check in, in my notes. I thought they all went to seven, but... Unless mine... Uh, I don't think I... Unless you said my proficiency bonus. Did I write that? Let me, let me check. Rules pissed up. Oh, it is plus seven. Yeah, I, I wrote that. there you're it right, is. You're right, you're right, you're right. I was going to say, like, that, that would be weird. Yeah, everyone's is plus seven right now. Yeah, it will remain plus seven until you hit level 25. Go. Uh, so, yeah. So it's 8 plus 7, which is what? 15? 15. 15 plus plus five, 5, so it's 20. 20. Your AC is 20. Fuck. And as it sort of settles on you, and Dami Eno lets the hammer dispel back into just that little torrent of starlight, latches it back on his belt. It's nice. It's nice, yeah, the, the elemental attunement, it worked well enough, but I could definitely, I could do better, I could do better. So if you, if you feel like a change at any point, or an improvement, I can rework it, just bring me, bring me something, bring okay. me something to, to assist it with. And you said that could be a third eye, a piece of a guardian. So for the, for a garment like this, uh, an enchan enchanted mythical garment, I would need either the essence of someone casting a spell, uh, or just the essence of, you know, the realm of magic. You can find it either there. The essence of magic is what I need. Or, for the deepest I can I can attain with a garment, the, the a piece of a guardian. The eye is only for the deepest connection required with the tool. Oh, understood. And if you were looking to make a myth real, or, or forge a truth of some kind, that you can make that with ether alone as well, but to, to deepen a truth, I would need something... something unique and fairly potent. It varies for each truth. Understood. But I'm always happy to do it. I really, it, this is, I'm taking a break from the stars. So, so it's, it's nice to feel a little more connected to, to downstairs. And I, this feels like that. So a piece of me travels with you now, wherever you go with that. Thank so you. It's good enough for me. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm here for. Now. Okay. There's nothing I can do for you? Actually, I had a... I had a thought. Um, Please. <clears throat> I manifest the god uh, binary god cord back into the shield that it was mm. during the fight. And I say... Where, where did you... Continue. Previously, I had only been using this as a weapon of sorts, and I'll let it kind of like morph back through and, and back into a hammer. But I've I've come to I, I I think that I might like it better as a shield, back into the shield. And I was wondering if you would be able to help me with a I don't know how to I don't know how to say. I had, just say, I, just I had this idea. 
um, I, I want to, I want to be able to use this as a shield, so I'm going to need a weapon in my other hand. Um, have you seen Castlevania? <laughs> I believe I received visions of some such thing once upon a time. The character Trevor has a... Most, yes, uh, uh, it's like a mace, but like a really long. But a, one that moves, yes. Sometime, Interesting. Sometimes when we are fighting, something, actually, almost every time has has been become far away from me, and I don't have a great amount of ability to deal with that. Okay. It also becomes a problem when I'm not interposed between the enemy and our now well-armored-clad friend here. Right. I, I can do something like that, I think. What would you like it to mean? I think that hmm. I want it to be a a symbol for the the binding of all things to each other. The binding of all the binding of all things to each other. Everything is... is connected. In many ways, that is my purpose. I can do that. I can definitely, definitely do that. Ties the bind, yeah, I, I can... That's all I do. That's all I do. Okay, okay, and you want it, you want it now? Just as it is, as it stands? Yes. Okay. Okay. Place your hand. What you just told me, think of it as you imbue the forge with your energy. I'll do the rest. Also, I'll let the I'll let the god core kind of go back in and, and like then mingle. It won't it won't like go obviously it won't like go into the or like around the, but just like at the reach the tip of my hands to also yeah, be like, like part be of there. It. I love it. I like love we're, it. We're, we're, we're keeping it mingled. Uh, okay. It, this, was, was, this was just a literal spur of the moment, of the yeah. moment thought. Uh, no, that's perfect. We, I've been I, I watching this. Castlevania. Great. <laughs> and I was literally just like, I really liked having it as a shield. Yeah. It. I'm here for it. It helps. <laughs> so you have your hand there. You, you're thinking of this almost like a chained spiked mace and the, your energy your essence the power of the god core along with this ether that you start to summon that again wreathes around you swooshing into your arm pulsing through your body almost mingling with your own energetic being before thrumming into the altar again that lava pulsing bright blue then the blue orange 
magma condensing and ripping through the little the beam the band there as once again Dami Ino raises the hammer, the constellations align, pulse glow, and boom, this beam of light rips into the hammer again, more cracks appearing in Dami Ino's arm, sort of bursting with light before suddenly, with a clang, bam, the hammer is brought down. Right on the altar, and again, a wave of blue flame ripples through the area, knocking the wheat back. And this time, as it hits your chest, there's that searing heat before it winds its way around your right arm. Sort of glittering all around before coalescing, almost next, touching the god core, right? Mm -hmm. And wreathing its way into this thing, this shape. Mm -hmm. And as it solidifies, and cools off. It takes the form of what looks like a that same perfectly like shimmering grey mercury substance that your the god core looks like, right? Mm -hmm. This almost liquid metal, very clean, very precise handle with a swirling, spiraled, or shifting grip. Mm -hmm. And atop it is this sphere, pure sphere of that same metal. The difference is where the sphere and the handle connect. And where the spikes would be on a regular flail, both at that connection point and the spikes themselves are completely made out of shimmering, glowing blue ether. And this again, you can choose to name whatever you would like. The placeholder mm -hmm. uh, will simply, we can even say something like, uh, fuck it, because I like it, the ties that bind. Uh, you're proficient with it. Rock and roll. As it is. It's plus three. Uh, it does, at base, d10 of damage. Okay. And it has... You can use it as a mace. Mm -hmm. in, right in front of you. Regular reach. Or it can reach up to 15 feet in any direction. Mm -hmm. As you lash it out in a chain of pure ether forms. Linking the sphere and, and the handle. Dope. If whatever you hit with it, mm -hmm. as part of the action, as the end of the, the hit happens, you can choose to have it just come back to the handle, the, the sphere, or you can choose to have it pull, yeah. whatever it is. Fuck yeah. That's and that's not a check they can, because they, they're not grappled at the end of that, that's yeah. just, it's an inevitability, right? The ties the bind. They, it's pulled in. Dope. And that could be used in combat. Or out of combat as a grappling hook, right? Not that you'd need it, but still. I can fly! <laughs> the ties that bind. Cool, 15 feet, d10. Up to 15 feet. And is it... Hmm. Is it a... It is, a, is it a strength-based? Yes. Or dexterity -based? It's strength-based. If you want it to be. I'd prefer it to be. Yeah. You crafted it of your own willpower. Cool. You can have it be a strength-based weapon. Okay. It's not like it's not you know like a whip that you're trying to slap yeah, someone it's, with. It's you're swinging it with your force and using that momentum to yeah. almost extend it. It's a blunt object. It's it can just reach with fuck. <laughs> it ain't blunt. Got spikes. Does uh? I mean, well, it's, not that it necessarily matters. But would you like its spikes to mostly be a like that sort of bludgeoning spike, or would you like it to do piercing damage? I did. I definitely think bludgeoning. Yeah. In general. Great. Um. I was I was almost thinking that like as a like in the end of it the the metal like end being kind of 
almost like a like having a small opening in the middle, and then like in the center is like a very small singularity. Oh, sure. That is just love like that. an extension the, of the just, attraction almost, force. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love um, that. Yeah, love that. So it's uh, I, like I because I definitely think bludgeoning damage is is more on brand. Um, yeah, I'm. But very then yeah, that. like aesthetically, I think that, that would look cool. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So as it forms around you, you're sort of testing it out, flickering it out, letting that blue chain extend and retract, mm-hmm. almost pulling back with the force of its own like gravitational accretion. Mm-hmm. And again, dummy, you know, having resheathed the the hammer, is watching. My mother, there is something I could do to her. A mountain peak would work, but if you can get me one of those eyes. We can do something really special with this. Something unheard of. I think. Okay. But I'm distracted from the book. Where, that, the thing, the shield, the whatever that is, where did you, who made that for you? Where'd you get that? I received it from Aura. From... <laughs> well, that would, that would explain it. Uh... I don't remember getting it. I just remember it being... Right, it's clearly almost a part of you. I would say so. Which I just, I own, it strikes my interest because there's no ether in it at all. What do you mean? Well, I, I mean, I've never met Uro, mm. but everything here, and in most of the planes that my brother speaks about and has shown me, most things, at least partially, are comprised of ether, or infused with ether, or. or Surrounded by it. it's unavoidable. It's just what everything is. Thoughts themselves are ether, but this there's none of it. There's ether about you. You gather ether too. You both of you do, but that doesn't have is not even touched with it, even by your own ether. And I just I've never I couldn't I can't make something like that. So hmm. very fascinating. I'd be interested to take a, a better look at that if you ever feel like getting a. Insider, insight. Um, hmm. Right, I. Uh, I was not expecting this. This has been quite the day. You've 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 made my. You've made time pass quite quite more interesting interestingly than it. This was quite pleasant. Us. I was not yeah. expecting. This is anything really. But that doesn't really comment on. Never mind. I think I. I think I understand. I think I understand. Uh, is this your home, or is yeah. this? So it's it's the only one of our homes, our our domains that. I mean, unless you choose to do it, I suppose. But I gave, I offered it as a as an accessible realm within the Sunforge or within the the half, um, which unlike most your own, probably you need the. The awareness and the and the consent of, of of the god to enter, but I get more enjoyment out of my own existence when I can do this sort of thing. So I offered it up as a as a visitable space. But I fucking love this guy. Yeah, every other god has been a piece of shit. And this guy's just so wholesome and so nice. He just wants to help and be of service. And um. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> Pukes. <laughs> Shit self. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to be over here. You, you talked with my brother at some point, yeah? We did. He's also a great one, actually. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah he was yeah. nice. He, he told you that... We I'm, and I'm not, I'm not insinuating anything here, but I know it can get a little bit overwhelming home sometimes. And though people will be able to tell where you are, it's my home, so you can think and speak independently here. If that means anything to you, if that's something you ever need. It's a safe space. Thank you. For everyone, but I offer it to you as I'd offer it to any friend. <clears throat> so do stop by. If you ever feel like a chat, feel like a, a break, or need something else made. Absolutely. Look Thank forward you. to seeing again seeing you again. Of course. Of course. Um likewise. I, I'm gonna go take a job in a little bit, but if Let me let me know if you need anything. Absolutely. We should um, I I'm interested in coming back with different materials. Please, that's it's an open, <laughs> open invitation. Just go trampsing around Regulus, ripping eyes. Ripping eyes <laughs> um, is this one good? Off. Is this one whole? <laughs> so again, we can find a better one. The village hidden in the leaves. It's the, it's <laughs> the entire way. Literally, just <laughs> has Madara style. Everyone knows how to do ocular Joy. surgery. Yeah. It's fine. Like <laughs> it's, it's chill. Um, okay, so you guys leaving the space? Blonk. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Where are you headed? Well, you know what? In fact, actually, as you guys sort of head to leave and touch the floor, touch grass, uh, to summon your runes and dissipate, we will take our a quick break. Take a Here break. Here is what we'll do. Uh, to get a drink, go to the bathroom, get a glass of water. Uh, and if you have any questions, chat, about anything that just happened, about the world, about anything really, anything D&D related, toss them in the chat and we'll answer them after break. Um, but come back uh, in like 10, 15 minutes. You'll, you'll know when the video ends, right? Right. So <laughs> Welcome back from the break, uh, back to Bards in New York, and we are going to get started with a couple questions from the stream, I believe. So, our first question is from our dear friend Nemi, ah, and it is, for the mortal world, is it more or less entirely developed at this point, or are the gods above still shaping it? Uh, I would say it's... The best way to put it is it's kind of like uh, a science experiment, right? You have a hypothesis and you have to test the hypothesis a number of times and during those testing phases they are active and I would say this, the current state of the mortal world is in a testing phase. It is the gods, and um, new gods notwithstanding of course, you have your own opinions, but the crucible certainly doesn't view their job as done. That's my answer to that question. Thank you, Nemi. Second question is also from Nemi. 
Let me point out. Okay. It is. What would you say the population is for the mortal world? I would say the population total of like sentient mortals, the Elvenon, we know that humans exist, um, and otherwise, it's. I don't want to give too much away, but it's at the moment it's somewhere below a million people. Between, okay. I would say it's between probably circling around. Uh, I, some somewhere very nebulously between five hundred thousand and a million people, and that's all I'll say. Brilliant. Okay, is that? That's all the questions I see. Right. Anything missing any? Yeah. Uh, so with that in mind, let's pan back down to the half hanging above the world of Regulus Prime, as the pair of you activate your glyphs and travel through the ley lines within the half to your next destination. And where might that be? Doesn't even have to be the same place for either of you. But what would you like to do? And you can table talk that if you like. Yeah. <clears throat> there are only two of you, of course. As I've said, I don't got much to do. I don't have much to do as well, but we can... Is, is a starvish Can I still sense a starva in this uh, in the hearth? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we, I won't even have you roll for it. Yeah, she's in the hearth, but you can sense she is sort of tangential to it. Okay, almost. Can <sighs> I sneak in? I want to ask her steal part of the horn. I want to be polite and ask. Well, we do need consent to go into her the nature of the prime domain. I want to try and find her or so that... Hear me out. We become mortal. We die. We die. And then we show then up we... undercover. <laughs> so it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> if you... if I'll, I'll give this no. to you free as your DM right now. Okay? Just and hear, hear me fucking well. <laughs> if you want to put yourselves through a plot line like the Tenth Doctor <laughs> in The Family of Blood, where you like make yourselves human and forget that you're gods, we'll go for it. That but you will, like a, a forget that you were gods, yeah. and get a... We, we will be right back to like, I'll, I'll give it to you, as, because, because I like you and because it's fun. I'll bump you down to level five. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bump you down to level five, That's and you generous. can you <laughs> scrub it in the wildlands of Regulus of your own accord. That is your decision to, to follow through. I've lived at level five <laughs> the most with every single character I've ever played, and you're level fast. I'll give you your metabolism. You're level fast. <laughs> you, know the, you know the episode of Rick and Morty when they're at like an arcade, and he starts playing a game of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. like has an entire life. life. Yes, yeah. where he like. Grows up, gets married, has a yeah, family. Yeah, I haven't thought about it in a long time. And then, oh. and then on his, and then like dies, takes it off, and it's just like, oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. When you think about that show too much, it really it hurts. Yeah, and, that, and that's it's the it's the middle finger of like you should. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Don't don't take it seriously. We're not taking it seriously um, until we do. Because fuck you. Because fuck you. Okay, so. uh 
Is there anything you want to play around with, or do you just want to like hang at the world beacon? We haven't visited. We haven't visited our own <laughs> domains. Would you like to go to your domain? Let's. I mean, let's have a good time. Would you like to take this upstairs? <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Back to your place or mine? Uh, As we've said before, <laughs> there's not a lot going on. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it needs to. Have it. That's fair. So we create it by we create things by accident anyway. So the pair of you through the hearth travel down into Alterhold, that series of doors, right? The energetic doors thrumming with different colors above which sort of you know if you really squint you can sort of see each of your sigils but they don't present immediately they're just this like doors of energy and with your guidance and consent the uh it's like the crimson the rust crimson door almost you walk towards it and at your arrival almost like it consents who knocks uh, this energy sort of a line brightens amidst it and it peels open unveiling this sort of brighter more uh, iridescent glowing version of that same crimson rust color mm-hmm. are we passing into Neverick's prime domain sure okay the light washes over you and wraps around you and please at least the framework of it describe to us what Neverick's prime domain looks like yeah so uh, it's giving. Well, it's giving. Well, it's giving. But it is. It's giving uh, Fortress of Solitude vibes. It's crystalline, icy, but beneath the icy, crystalline structures that line. I mean, it's not. It's vast, so it's not like just a bunch. Yeah, it's wall. like yeah, just but like internal un- crystal structure. <laughs> it's just like a queen size bedroom, <laughs> right? <laughs> but beneath that, there's this glowing like red, and then there are crackles of like electricity that also flow through that. Um, in the center of this space, uh, there is this kind of chair. It's There's no back to it. It's like something that you could sit on and cross your legs sitting on. But like, it's just this chair. And behind it, there's this waterfall. But it's not water. It's all of the elements like flowing together. And it's seemingly coming from somewhere, the ceiling. And nowhere. But, the, once, but right? also nowhere, yeah. Um, and that's that's what I've pictured so far. I yeah, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I love it, love it, love it. And you can sort of like, <clears throat> you know, when you you go outside and it's about to rain, and like, well, I'm not talking about like drizzle. I'm talking like fucking rain, yeah. thunderstorm, and it hasn't even started drizzling yet. But you can just feel that weight and that ozone in the air. That you, there's that sort of elemental pressure and smell sort of singeing through this room. There's there's an energy to everything, basically, as is, is you can feel it. There's even though these are crystalline structures, it doesn't feel dead. It doesn't feel empty. There's a thrumming to the air. Um, I love the idea of that elemental waterfall, sort of like you know, <laughs> Last Airbender, right, where he's he's teeing off against the Fire Lord and he's got the whole thing around yeah, him. Basically. It's sort of like that, but in a stream. Right. Yeah, it's like all swirled together and pouring down. Um, <laughs> Avatar hamster ball. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's this energy to everything. It, these these structures everywhere, laced with literally visible energy, but also a sense of peace. Not dissimilar to Dami Eno's domain either. There's like a uh, a harmony between all this energy within here. It's quite quite, especially compared to Ishtavas, right, which is populated with spirits. Right. This is not. This is like almost a meditative space. 
And again, in, upon stepping into it, you feel like absolutely yourself. The the Nevrik on the the most exquisitely dose dosage of Adderall ever, right? Like <laughs> absolutely <laughs> up and on. His blue is glowing. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. It's like Nevrik 2.0 in here. Yeah. Um, I want to this spark this flame that Yala spoke of I wonder if it is connected to the elements and if I can somehow connect to it from here maybe learn a little bit about it before we go back downstairs and investigate that and the west as well I think that is wise um hoping this is possible. It's a little soft magic kind of situation, mm-hmm. but I want to, uh, the waterfall, or the... Just the elemental stream. stream. Yeah, elemental stream. I go to, and I literally just reach my hand into it, and I try to sense uh, through the elements what this spark that you spoke of was. Love it. Um, Absolutely love it. So you place your hand, and the elements don't even... It, it feels just like a sensation washing over you don't feel the jagged stones or the, or the searing flame or the water or the lightning any, any of it just passes through you and it becomes one with you almost and roll me as and I don't think you've really were, you, were we doing this uh, on the, the flame given form the like the, the god check like Ishtava has an Ishtava check which relates to things within her purview like sensing things in the afterlife or understanding mm-hmm. what people see when they look at her and Things like that, like yeah. it's a, a check, a godly check, and this is going to be a Neverick check, right? Uh, using the elements to connect to what you're thinking, at least, is another elemental being. Mm-hmm. Reach right? out with your feelings. Precisely. Yes. <laughs> you know it to be there. Uh, roll me a Neverick check, which is proficiency plus spellcasting modifier. Feel the force flowing through you. Of course I know him. He's me. Spellcasting modifier. I think we're going to go with that. Defense, yeah, okay, okay. Which Great. is worst? Uh, so defense is going to be when, because you have the written shield bonuses, right? From what? what yes. Okay. It, it was um, plus four. So on top of the plus four shield, yeah. the improved defense fighting style gives you another plus four when either wearing armor or shield. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. You sort of let the elements flare around you, let your own elemental magic and that school of passion channel into it as you place your arm in the elemental stream, merging with it and almost letting your consciousness flow down with the stream through the floor and into the realms. And it's mostly, there's no real visual, you can just feel, right? You can feel the sense of flowing with water and soaring with the air and rumbling through rock and searing through flame. And it's the flame that carries you. It's almost too, like you can, as you're reaching into the stream, you can see that a sliver of the strange reptilian face of the flame given form rolling through the fire in the stream, and you follow that sensation. Image of the eye, the eye gemstone glittering in the back of your mind. You reach across the realms with your sense, and you receive or are brought to a vision, hazy and blurry as visions often are. Floating in the middle of space, a great forest lies below you and outstretches ad infinitum, in unscrutable, 
a canopy only visible really when you don't look directly at it and if you were to look directly at it it's a madness of leaves and tangled and, and vines and root but dead in the center of this vision skewed in such a way on the horizon that it's hard to tell if you're incredibly close to it and it's small or you're incredibly far away from it and it's huge you see a, a massive massive tree at least massive as compared to the trees you can see in, around it, right? Mm. And is a tree only in the fact that it stems from a great trunk of bark, but it looks wrong. It looks inverted. In the air, juxtaposed with this strange gray warbling sky, you see where a canopy should be tangled roots reaching upwards knotted and branched away, almost clear in the front and then starting at the side, these tangled roots and spreading more to the back with an opening here. And it's hard to look directly at, but amidst the roots spread in this strange vision, these five lights glint. And as you're looking at it from if you're looking at it from left to right glint red blue green white and black and they glint once as this rumble and wind passes through the, everything this just low growl almost starting as a, a rush of wind that turns into something vocalized and flanged and as these five lights glint, they fade, but the red lingers longer than the rest. Just a few seconds longer in this vision. And as it lingers there for a few more seconds, it seems to take quite a familiar shape. That something that looks fairly similar to the red gemstone. Not exactly like, but evocative of it. Mm -hmm. And as that final light fades, so too does the vision. And you find yourself tracting your arm from the stream. Do you relay what you saw? Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> is it a... <clears throat> is the tree of comparable size to the heart of God? It's hard to say. Possible to say. It was a vision. Right. Seems like some sort of inverse dimension mm. to me. And upside down of sorts. Right. Hmm. Strange. I wonder do you think this door that Kirahan was talking to us about may lead to some sort of different realm it's very possible that could be this realm clearly we were or presumably we were in that realm when fighting the flame given form and it perishing there or being defeated 
perhaps left an essence behind, and that's where it remains. So, which is probably not a great thing, considering the mortals are slowly wanting to move through the door. And now on the other side is not only a large forest of mystery, but a more stuff. Yeah. And who's to say there isn't more beings like the flame given form? Pretty gnarly. <laughs> it, seems, it seems as though <laughs> problems on Regulus are stacking. We still need to find those figures that are going to apparently influence history, I believe. Yeah. And I, time has passed, and we, in our last time down there, we did nothing to help that. I think situation. that's the most important thing to move on next. Right. And that's a city that's near the west coast. Correct. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, I say we gather Stava. Maybe we can even convince them to help us with a little bit of scavenging for materials. And uh, we go to the west downstairs. And then sort out this other dimension following that. Hmm. Perhaps we also let Ishtava have the chance to visit the Sunforge? Absolutely. Okay. So it sounds like the next step is going to find Ishtava? Alright. So you guys, through the door you came amidst this crystalline cavernous field it passed through the crimson door again back out into Alterhold and walk over to the sort of like greyish purple like nebula like door with the squinty symbol of uh, uh, of Lars sigil right about it and letting your energies mingle with the door you effectively emit a cosmic knock on Lars domain's door and it is uh, Lars Ishtavis. I was about to say, I was like, Rock door, Rock door! We're going in the mom's room, and I'm like, Rock doesn't have a door down here, guys. Come on. Yeah, on walk in, she's just like stone cold boning. Like, She's railing the sun. S U N. Turns over like, You're next, pal. Get in, child. No, you emit. Mommy? We're cutting that off right there. Sorry. You allow your energy to, to resonate a cosmic knock on Ishtava's uh, domain door. And that is where we will pick up next week. I know this is a shorter session, but as we are really sort of getting into following some threads in the campaign, I don't want to press on too much without uh, the agency of all three of our main cast. So we'll pick up next week with... Uh, Hannah actually having a little moment and going back through some of Hannah's stuff. By that point, we'll have talked about your prior conversation. Of course. Uh, before we move on to heading seemingly down and west. So we'll do that. 
right about next week. So everybody, until then, uh, enjoy yourselves. Have a lovely rest of your week. Work just enough to get by, but don't push yourselves too hard unless you feel like you need to. Uh, tell somebody you love them. As for the pair of you, uh, definitely don't take any of the tweaks we made to character stuff on your sheets. Yes. And if you haven't, subtract 300 points of ether each from your ether total. You should be down to about 75 modes of ether. Cool. Uh, and that's where we will pick up next week. Also, our hearts are with um, the Ukrainian people. They absolutely. absolutely are. There are a lot of different sources to uh, donate, to help, to send aid in various ways. Um, I, I saw that they were doing, uh, people were doing, uh, were booking Airbnbs yes, yeah. in Ukraine just to, with no intention no, of going, just, just to, to funnel to, money to, into to money it. That's a great way yeah. to put money directly into people's pockets. Super creative, right? an amazing way of using the internet for good. Instead yeah, of what it normally yeah. Is. and I'm, I'm not going to mince words here or anything, uh, just lay it completely out on the line. Uh, this is definitely like a, a pro-human rights, pro-Ukraine group of people, a stream. We are, we are here to support... Um, yeah, people struggling in such a conflict uh, at all times. So, definitely uh, hunt for ways for support. If we find anything good, we'll definitely throw it in the Discord as well. Uh, stay safe, stay safe, and be well. And that's about all. Uh, we'll be raiding somebody. I think so. I'm doing my. This is my first time, y'all. So if I fail, I apologize. But we raid. Um, for mm -hmm. Let's do raid. I've been playing a lot of Valhalla. Yeah, I can tell. Cast the DM here. We raid. I think that's yeah. It's Odin sides with us. Go. So everyone, <laughs> give your love to Kaz as we raid his channel here. Let's bounce, baby, bounce. See you next week. A wonderful. Fairly night. well, folks. Did we raid? Are we, are are we, we still live? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, hold on. Oh no. I think we're still live. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> If you can still hear us. We're stranded. We're Catch Bards of New York and all of our beautiful faces every Thursday on Twitch at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's twitch.tv slash Bards of New York. Or catch us Mondays on YouTube or wherever podcasts are found. Thank you.